We now begin the second parak of Maseches Erevin, parak base Mishnah Aleph two one, and the topic of these upcoming Mishnayos will be how the rabbis set up a special leniency with respect to how the rules of Erevin and Hilchas Shabbos for Hotzar are usually applied, um, and it's to address a very specific problem, and the leniency here is very limited in scope. The concern is, at the time of the Mishnah, when people were doing Alila Regal, they were walking from their homes around Israel to Yerushalayim three times a year to come for the different Regalim, different holidays. Now, they were coming with their animals, and the animals needed to be watered so to drink. So the concern was that it's a tricky business to water animals, on your way to Yerushalayim, especially if you end up having to camp out on Shabbos, and the water is kept in a well. Now, in antiquity, in the time of the Mishnah, there were three ways in which people got access to water. One is a well, one is a cistern, one is an aqueduct. A well in Hebrew is a be'er, a cistern is a bore. A be'er, a well, is a hole in the ground, and you, if you dig deep enough, you touch the water table. There's subterranean underground water. And then it fills up and keeps on filling up the bottom of the well. So you'll always have access to new water. A bore, a cistern, is where rainwater collects. It's a plastered hole in the ground or in like a cave. And water runs in there and is stored as rainwater. But it's a finite amount and it can run out. When you use up all the water in the, in the bore, it's all gone. Our Mishnah will be speaking specifically regarding a be'er, a well. And again, we're focused specifically on a exigency, uh, uh, a consideration that we're having for watering your animals when you bring them to Yerushalayim during a relila regal, having to camp out on Shabbos. That's the full scope of it. So normally, a well, if it's 10 tefachim deep and 4 tefachim wide, which would be standard for a well, the inside of the well is Rishasiyachid. It has all the requisites for Rishasiyachid. The problem is, on top of the well outside, where you want to feed your animals, or get them to drink, that would be a Rishasarab, or a Carmelis. And one is not allowed to transfer from the Rishasiyachid, where the water is inside the well, to the Rishasarab outside atop the well, or the Carmelis. So, the rabbis want to set up a way that you could establish the area around the well as a Rishasiyachid also. And that being the case, you'd be able to transfer from within the well, the Yachid, to a top outside the well, also Rishos Yachid. Now, we finished the previous Mishnah talking about setting up walls and mechitzas and bands and poles and stuff like that. But here, we're going to go to the absolute minimum that the rabbis would allow for this very specific scenario of so the water should have, the animals should have water to drink on Shabbos as they're going through Shalim. And for that, we're going to employ um, a special thing called the Diumad. Um, a diumad is actually it's a portmanteau. It's two words smushed together. Um, the word amud is a pillar. We've had that before. The word um, duo is Greek and Latin for the number two. The same way in English, you see that like in in Italian, where you have like a due, and in and in French you have du. That's the number for two. English as well, you can have a duo, like the dynamic duo, good old Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo. And duo can function as a prefix in English as well, like a duopoly. You could have a monopoly if one party controls an entire market. If you have a duopoly, it means two parties, like Coke and Pepsi or Visa and MasterCard, are controlling a market. So that's a duopoly. Here, the word du 
Amudin, the Diumdin, in other words, it's it's a double Amud, a double pillar. So what's happening there is you're using um, a two wooden slats that are attached together at right angles to make a sort of an L shape. And you're using those slats, you're sticking in the four corners to define an area around the well. They're going to function as absolute minimal partitions to say, listen, this area is offset from the larger public domain. It's designated as part of the well, extension of the well. Therefore, it and around it and within the well inside of it are all going to be considered to be a single zone um, where one could transfer from Rishusiyachid inside the well out to the area contained or defined by those four corners of the Diumdin um, and transfer there. Again, remember that Mido Araisa, only Rishus Harabim, is where there's it's wide and open and trafficked. So in the scenario here, you put these four diumdin in the four corners, so now you've set off an area which is no longer wide open and not trafficked. It's now um, sort of a, maybe at least midoraisa for sure, no longer, which is a rum, and therefore you could define that as an extension of the well to make it a place where you could transfer into. Again, we're only allowing this to water animals. If you yourself, one of the pilgrims going through a shalim, you wouldn't be allowed to transfer water out of the well into the area defined by the Diumdin and then drink there. No, you'd have to go inside the well. For example, we don't let you transfer water out of the well, but for the sake of animals, there's a lot of water, a lot of animals, a lot of need, and therefore we have this sort of this leniency that applies specifically to animals, again, and specifically for Ali the Regal, if you're coming to your shalom to do that mitzvah. So that's the backstory, and here the mission says inside, Osin pasin lebiaros, you can establish um, slats or boards for Wells, Dafka Wells, are Ba Diumdin near in Kashmona. By setting up the four corners with four Diumdin, these four L shaped, right angled, double um, boards, and near in Kashmona, that will make them look like eight. Why? Because if you have these like four L's, so then from if you're looking from the south, you've got one in the southwest and one in the southeast corner. So it looks like two, because it's an L-shape. And again, if you're looking from the west, you've got one in the southwest, one in the northwest corner, it looks like two. So even though you just have four L's, but they look like two from each of the four sides. So it looks like eight, if you will. Divri Rebbe Yehuda. That's Rebbe Yehuda Shita, that four and four is all you need. Rebbe Meromer Shmona. He says, no, you'll need to have not four posts, the right angle that we described, Yumdin. You'll need to rather have eight, Niren Kishnemesar. It will look like 12 altogether. His idea being... Under certain circumstances, which I'll define in a second, just defining the four corners of the area that you want to use to water your animals is not sufficient. You'll have to have between each diumud also a separate, um, like, just flat board um, to extend it. So you'll essentially, you've got the four corners and one, another flat slat a, in the middle of each of the four sides for a total of eight pieces of wood, if you will, um, but it looks like 12 because from each direct of the four directions, it looks like um, it, you see three. You see one on the left, one on the right, and one in the middle, if you will. Okay, now, and that's what Rebbe, Rebbe Mer says here, Arba Diumdin, you have four in the four corners that are doubled. The Arba Pshutin, and four that are not Diumad, they're not doubled up, they're Pashut, they're single, there's no L shape, it's just a flat, you know, a flat board. Now, the Gemara ends up saying, and the bartender brings it here, that the scope of the Machlokas is not as um, vast as you might think. Everyone agrees that if you have less than 10 amos, or up to 10 amos, between the edges of the Diumadin, on each, let's say on the southern wall, if you will, then even 
Reb Meir is going to agree that the two corners are all you need. You don't need a, a one in the middle. However, past, if it's more than 10 almost between the two of them, then you'll need to add another one in the middle to make it less wide of a gap. Rabbi Huda actually agrees in principle that at some point it's, they're too far apart and you'll need to insert something in the middle, but he says it doesn't happen until 13 and a third almost. We'll explain more about that in a moment in the Mishnah. But the idea being here that there's no machlokas if it's 10 or less. Between 10 and 13, they have a machlokas. Rabbi Meir says you'll need to add an extra one in the middle, and Rabbi Huda says, no, you won't. Hold tight for more on the details of that. Gavahan, the height of these diumadin, and as when needed, the pshutin, the simple ones, asar tfachim, had to be 10 tfachim high, because that's always the rule, 10 tfachim, roughly 3 feet high is what you need for any mechitza. The rachvan shisha, their width will be 6. This is 6 tfachim, which is the same as one ama. It's roughly a foot and a half or so, and roughly half a meter. On each side, they're significant. Six tvachim, one ama, the same thing. The avyan and their thickness, kolshu, it doesn't matter. Any thickness is sufficient. So ten tvachim high, six tvachim on a side. And if we're talking about a dumad, it's in it's an L-shape. So on each of the two sides, it's it's six amos. And then the thickness doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it is. Uvenehen kamlo ravako shel shalosh shalosh bakar divr of meir. Rameir holds that the maximum distance you can have between the Dumadin, and not require a, a pashut, a simple one in the middle between them, is a total of 10 amos. How does he get 10 amos? Because he, this is the idea. We're going to measure in terms of rivakot. A rivka, like one of the, the matriarch rivka, you may know, and the word rivka means like a team of, of draft animals, like oxen. So you, the standard would be you'd have up to three animals um, bound together to say pull a plow in unison. So that's called a rifka, and we're feeding, we're giving animals a drink. So if it's, we're concerned that if you'd have, let's say, one group of three going in and one group of three going out. Um, so if it's very wide apart, then it's considered to be that you know it's two spaces. You just put something in the middle. If it's less than ten tefachim, then we are less concerned because it's like one end at a time. Okay. So if it's three, the assumption here is for the rest of Mishnah that the width of one Ox is one and two-third amos. So if you have three of them in a rifka, so you have three times one two-thirds, gives you five. And if you have one going in and one going out, that gives you ten. So that's Rebbe Meir Shita, that up to, up to ten doesn't have something in the middle. We need to have enough space that the cows can get in and out, otherwise they can knock over the post in the middle. Um, uh, but if you have more than the width for two teams of three, i.e. ten almost, so then you'll need to put a post in the middle um, so it looks more marked off. Rabbi Yudah Omer shall arba arba. Rabbi Yudah says, no, it's, we don't limit ourselves to the width of the standard three ox wide rivka, but even four oxen. So that would be the case since one ox is two, one and two-thirds almost, four oxen are six and two-thirds. And if you have Two pairs of two teams, I should say, of six and two thirds. Six and two thirds, six and two thirds times two is thirteen and a third. So according to Behuda, if you have less up to thirteen and a third almost between one duma and the other, it's sufficiently close and we won't add a middle post to them. If it's any more than that, you will add a middle post. Kashuros, we're talking about when the whole team, the whole rifka is tied together. 
flow mutaros, they're not loose. So that they would be very wide, we want them to be tight. Achas nechnechses, fa'achas yotzes. And they'd be measured in such a way that you'd have the team of three or four, um, one pair going in, one going out. Um, that would be a little tighter together uh, than if they were going in than if they were going in two in the same direction. Okay, fine. So long story short, the the bottom line is that we are we are uh, the halacha will be like Rabbi Yehuda. Um, typically, is that's the case, meaning you get up to thirteen and a third almost. Uh, with that of singly of simply having the four corners demarked, anything more than thirteen and the third almost between one diumud and the next diumud would require additional posts, as we'll explain more in the upcoming Mishnayos.